With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Um, Florida State had this uh, recruiting, uh, I don't know, extravaganza this past weekend. And, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm relatively new in terms of how the recruiting process actually works because, um, up until recently, it was just, my philosophy was just get guys, bring them in, train them, teach them, and, you know, hopefully they pan out. But I, you know, I recently learned, I thought, I thought recruits were coming to visit universities, schools, whatever, on their dime. The schools actually pay for the recruits to come to them. And I'm not, I, you know, as I learn stuff, I've known that for a while, but, you know, and I say that to say that having this recruiting event, extravaganza, whatever. I mean, your boy Manny Diaz last year called it fake momentum. I mean, I'm not going to say there's some truth to that, but I mean, it's, it's, there's some logic to it. Um, I understand that you have to do these events to get your name out there to to appeal to guys to try to get recruits. I understand that, but recruiting to me comes down to what you do on the field. It it doesn't you can you can have the greatest university in the world. You can you can have the best atmosphere, you can have all the peripheral stuff. If your team is not successful on the field, I mean, it's not really going to amount to successful recruiting classes. And I just think that all the guys that Florida State went after last year doing these same kinds of events, you know, who did we actually get? I mean, when when Jackson State can take two of your guys. Jackson State. Jackson State has nowhere near the facilities that Florida State has. I mean, you would think that Florida State would have Jackson State beat in every category except for one, and that's Deion Sanders. He was the difference, probably. And their team has success on the field. 
So, you know, if, if Florida State goes out this season to have success on the field, I think it, that will immediately, you know, have an effect on recruiting. Um, they they signed some uh, three star defensive tackle from from North Carolina, New Bern, North Carolina. I don't even know the the uh, young man's name. I mean, that's great. That's awesome. I hope he comes to Florida State. I hope he is is uh, all time great. Um, but for us to get the upper echelon guys is we have to do better on the field we did better on the field this this past season and i think that got us some guys so um you know five and seven is not going to be acceptable this upcoming season it's just not and i think if he goes five and seven, I don't think you fire him. I don't think you fire Novell if he goes five and seven. But I say going into that 2023 season, the majority of that roster will be his. Of those 85 guys, he's probably going to have 60 to 70 guys that are his now that he recruited. You know, whether it's transfer portal or high school recruiting, 60 to 70 of those football players are going to be his, and it's just going to be no excuses at that point. So, you know, if I'm Mike Norvell, you know, I quarterback is quarterback development is, is essential, but offensive line development is essential also. And I think you, I think if you go with Gibbons, the dude from Wisconsin, Lyles, and Washington as your interior, I think that's a pretty good interior. Now, the question is, who's going to be your right tackle? You, everybody, the, the general consensus is that Robert Scott is a, is a, is going to be the left tackle. I, I, I'm not sold on him. So I feel like both tackle spots should be up for grabs. You know, let these young guys compete. Um, I, I wish Julian Armella would have been an early enrollee. Um, but I guess he's not. Um, so, though, you know, I think the defense is going to be pretty good. I, I don't think you can go in with blinders and say Jarvis Brownlee is a starter. I just I just don't feel like you can go in with blinders and say he's a starter. He made improvement, but he also, you know, was a part of the most infamous loss and being the, the cause. I ain't going to say he was the cause of it, but he was a part of that final play and the missed tackle. Okay. So, and just... You know, he improved. I'll just say that, man. I, I don't, I don't, you know, he's a young guy, young man. I don't want to dump on him. He improved tremendously from the first year uh, under Mike Novell to his second year under Mike Novell. So hopefully he can continue to improve. But 
I'm not sold on him as a starter. I, I like Knowles. I like Cooper. Um, and I want to see what uh, Washington, the DB Washington has. I, I want to see what uh, Tate has. I want to see all these young guys that they brought in because we're like super stacked at DB. So I, I just want to see what these guys have. And it's just like I've said many, many times, you can't get stuck on this guy because of what he does in practice. You know, I've seen some all-world practice players, you know, when I play football. I've seen some all-world practice players, but when the lights come on, that the on the field and it's game time, you can't find them. And vice versa. I've seen some great game day players that sucked at practice. So, I mean, at some point you got to put players on the field and just see if they can play. Lloyd Willis. We you got to see what he can do against real competition, not UMass. So um I I don't I don't know how these guys evaluate their starters, the coaching staff. But just just marching Mackenzie Milton out there instead of Chubba Purdy. Because Mackenzie Milton looked better in practice. But when he got into games, he he sucked. Let, let's just be honest. If we just keeping it real, he sucked. Every game he played, maybe with the exception of the Notre Dame game, and he was probably playing off all adrenaline, he he sucked. And that was because of the bad leg. I'll give him I'll give him that excuse. Okay, but at the end of the day, you you chose to put on the pads and go on the field. You sucked. So my the whole reason why I'm saying all this is you can't get fixated on one guy. You can't get fixated on Brownlee. You can't get fixated on Scott. You can't get fixated on anybody on this roster. Okay, you. I mean, you got to play. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Guys. And, it, you know, you have to take advantage of their skill set. Amari Gaynor, excellent blitzer. Okay, he's not going to be an every down, uh, like, middle linebacker or weak side linebacker in the league. He, he is going to be a 3-4 linebacker. He's going to be a 3-4 linebacker. Outside linebacker. He's going to put on 20 more pounds. He's going to be an outside linebacker, and he's probably going to be a beast in the league because the coverage skills are not there. But the pass, he's a better pass rusher than coverage linebacker. I've seen enough of his tape to say that. And that's just how I feel about Amari Gaynor. Um, LSU, 
Sanj, the uh, former um, LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels. I'm I'm pretty much saying he's gonna be the starter against Florida State. I think adding him, he's he's the best quarterback on the roster for for LSU. So, you know, LSU is gonna be a tough game in New Orleans. I I'm predicting a loss. I just hope it's not a blowout. Um, you know. Before that, I thought it was going to be a close game. Um, I mean, Florida State actually played against this guy in the Sun Bowl, his freshman, his true freshman year. Pretty good quarterback. So, uh, I'm just hoping for that game we can show up like we did in the Notre Dame opener. This past season. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, My whole thing with Florida State is. When when is. The the university and the powers that be. The boosters going to really. Start investing in this program. Because I mean. We're just not there yet. I mean, I think Jimbo took this thing about as high as it can go without the resources. And at some point, you got to invest in football. You can't say, you know, we're going to try to get the most by investing the least. And I think that's how Florida State has pretty much done with their football. I think that's pretty much how they've done their football program since I've been a fan. Try to try to maximize great results without investing a lot in it. Not to the likes of Texas A&M or Alabama or LSU or Ohio State, Clemson. You know, you got to be all in to get maximum returns. And, um, you know, just just from the outside looking in, I I don't have inside knowledge of anything. This is just my opinion. It just doesn't seem like what they're doing off the field in terms of investing in the football program is translating to on the field. You can look at some of the best programs in the country and see, okay, they're doing some they're doing great things off the field because they're doing great on the field. So you know that's that's where the program is right now. Um and if if and when they decide to go all in on the football program is Mike Norvell the guy? I think he's a pretty good coach, man. You know, when I first started doing this podcast, I really wasn't a fan of his. You know, I just felt like it was going to be Willie Taggart part two. But, I mean, I like what I saw last season. 
I think you just got to make better personnel decisions. You know, quit sticking with guys that are not performing in games. Um, I think that was really the, I think the first mistake that he's made in his short tenure as the head coach is not playing Chubba Purdy. A guy that you recruited. Okay. And just from a physical standpoint, he was a better quarterback than Mackenzie Milton. Just from a mobility standpoint, if nothing else, if nothing else, Chubba Purdy could take off and run. So, um, I mean, it would have been nice to have had Jordan Travis, Chubba Purdy, and A.J. Duffy. I think that's, and Tate Rotomaker, I think that's a pretty good quarterback room. Um. So, and I just, I just hope this this fan base sticks with the team. I've never bailed out on on this team. I've 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 been very angry <laughs> the last couple years, but you know it's just a game, but. You know, as a fan is short for a fanatic, so I get, you know, you kind of lose a sense of reality when you're cheering, cheering for your team. I mean, you almost take it personal. And to to um to really describe some of just things that you go through is is just crazy. Like the Notre Dame game. So many highs, so many lows, and then your your kicker your your kicker gets iced by the head coach. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, man. So I don't know, man. I I just want us to start getting elite talent again. You know the 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 Dalvin Cooks, the Jameis Winstons, the um, you know the five star guys that really make a difference. Your, your four stars are your core guys. Your five stars are really what's gonna put you in the national championship. So I just I want to just get back to getting those type of players. We're not getting those type of players anymore. We're getting three stars. And, you know, every once in a while you'll find you a gem amongst the three stars, but it's hard. You got to have a really good development process program to to bring out um, those those gems. You know, some some guys can be no stars and be great football players, but you have to have a great development program to get that. And that's that's when I say the off the field stuff is what Florida State has to get better at. Um, I mean, you just watch some of the, the great teams. They look, you know, in great physical condition. Florida State doesn't look like a great physically conditioned team. Now, we have individual players that look great, 
Stephen Dix, Amari Gaynor, um, uh, Jordan Travis. I mean, these guys, they look like they, they get in the weight room. But as a, as a whole, when you compare them to other teams, I mean, we got pushed around. I mean, in the Clemson game, we got pushed around. Um, and I, I think Clemson is going to come back to the pack even more this year. No pun intended. Um, they lost both coordinators. And I felt like your boy that went to Oklahoma, the head coach, who I have a tremendous have a lot of respect for him as a, as a defensive mind. He really, his defense is really what kept that team together. And we're going to see who how that new defense works. You know, can they maintain the level of excellence that they've had for the last six, seven years? So, um... I think that's all I got for this week. Thank you for listening. Podcasts available pretty much everywhere. It's available on YouTube. I appreciate the support. Go Knowles.